Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We are back. Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We have a cool show today, and this is one of those shows that we're doing because we had quite a few people request that we present this information, and it is the inter, uh, Introvert's Guide to Being a Real Estate Rockstar. Now, this is um, we have talked a lot about um, being introverts and being successful in real estate because we have coached a lot of folks to be successful who thought uh, from the out- exterior would have, you know, people would have assumed that person never would be good in real estate because they're so introverted. But the reality of it is, is oftentimes introverts can be, are frankly, the best uh, folks to be real estate agents. And we're going to walk you through the reasons why that is true. Um, and also we're going to debunk, I think, a lot of the junk that's being said out there with regards to basically, uh, you know, a lot of people think you can only be successful with certain personality styles. We talk about that a lot on this podcast, how DISC basically is witchcraft, you know, not real science, pseudoscience. I'm not going to waste a lot of time on that, but we are going to touch on it just in case some of you guys are listening for the first time. And if you've been brainwashed into believing DISC is real, we're going to sort of walk through what it really is, how to really truly, truly use it. It has a place in your business, at least the understanding of that, but it's certainly not, uh, it's not science. It's not, you know, it's not real. (laughs) So we're going to talk about all that on today's show. Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Yes, thank you so much. I got a quick shout out and then we'll jump right in uh, from our private Facebook page, Terry Galladay. This is a great little thing here. Terry writes, hi guys, in Louisville, Kentucky, it's the same scene. Two, maybe three agents in the office, including myself. I would send you a picture of our parking lot. However, we share a building with another company. Downstairs, where the other company is, they have real jobs and have no choice but to come to work. I treat my job as a real job, and I can't wait to get to the office and get started every day. Besides, my clients are counting on me to come to work every day. Yesterday's prospecting was successful. I set one listing appointment. My goal is to take 12 listings in the last quarter and to lose five pounds. So thank you for that, Terry Galladay. And I love these pictures that you guys are posting of your vacant office parking lots, seeing as how it's not even really fourth quarter yet. I know. Dude, it started, Julie, it started a whole month early. It started a whole month early this year. Normally we see this fall off. Here's guys, I don't even know what this phenomena I don't understand it to be honest with you. But usually there was a fall off in the real estate business at the beginning of November. And that's the way it happened for like years. And then about, I don't know, it almost seems like 10 years ago, you started seeing Halloween become a friggin' holiday. Give me a break. It's not a stupid holiday. Well, it is holiday. if you're like five, right? If you're five, Yeah, exactly. Okay. I mean, people, give me a break. So people like agents start like not working for the entire week. Oh, it's Halloween. God, you know, I got to get my freaking bag of candy. I don't even know what, right? And and so then yeah. it was like about 10 years ago, the normal holiday slowdown, it, you know, when Julie and I are in the business, that would start typically around, you know, maybe a week or two before Thanksgiving, and there's still plenty of deals to, you know, do. And then maybe it would be a little bit slower between Thanksgiving and Christmas, but people were still working. And then about 10 years ago, all of a sudden, you start seeing a slowdown that was happening starting in Halloween. Agents would start saying, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm gonna, I'm thinking about next year or whatever. Are you kidding me? It's not even freaking the end of the year. And this year, for the first time, we start seeing agents say that in the middle of September. 
Yeah, you know what? Here's the deal. If you guys are listening, if you guys are listening right now, chances are you're not one of these loser agents that basically is planning on not working the last part of the year. Chances are you're wanting to, you know, drive your business with your ferocity going into 2018, and I salute you for that. Uh, but you know, and maybe we should all be thankful that the rest of the agents don't understand that this is the perfect time to be uh, working in the business. Um, and look, guys, those empty parking lots, if I were you, and frankly, when Julie and I sold real estate, hey, how about that? Real estate coaches that sold real estate are the only coaches out there that have, by the way, that are operating at our level. You know, there's two or three of us that are operating at this level, and we're the only ones that sold real estate. How funny is that? But that aside. Um, so, yeah, when we sold real estate, we always loved to work in fourth quarter because of the reasons that you guys are experiencing. Nobody else is. And all these agents are so busy basically trying to make excuses for them to be lazy. It's fantastic. Now, here's a little insider information for all of you. We are coming up on a change of the month. A change of the month means there's going to be a lot of expires, even in hot markets. You're going to see more expires, and you're going to see expires that are often incredibly motivated because they have essentially, they over, many of them overpriced, and if you just take the listing and sometimes do no price adjustment or a slight one, it'll sell. How many of you listing right now have taken a listing from an expired in the last 30 days, and you didn't do anything to it except a new description, maybe new pictures, maybe you didn't even have time to put the pictures in the MLS, and it got a new MLS number and it sold. I had four private coaching calls with my own private clients today, and every single one of them had that experience at least two or three times in September, where they basically listed an expired, they didn't do anything to it, put it back in the MLS. Because it shows up as a new listing, the house sells. That is the kind of success you can experience this time of year. And look, guys, bottom line is, is you've got to be drilling down this time of year. Expireds are always going to increase towards the last day of every month and the first day of the following month. Go after them. If you've never I've called a, an expired before. I've got a great before, story about that, Tim. Sorry to interrupt you, but this is all about an expired uh, victory. Okay. Go for it. Your story is probably better than what I was about to say. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, no, don't so, long-time coaching client, okay, Lance Kenmore out in Washington State. Now, Lance has a fully functioning team. He's got two listing partners. He's got three buyer's agents, three listing, uh, closing coordinators. But Lance has his own challenge where we're reinserting him into the business, and he's got to do a certain level of production. So one of the things that he's gotten back to that he's been away from for a while is, wait for it, calling expireds. So Lance is a smart guy. He thinks, if I'm going to call expireds, I'm going to call, you know, really great expired. So he finds a builder spec home that was in a parade of homes two years ago and still hasn't sold, 650000 okay? He lists it over the weekend, sells it over the weekend, okay? And I said, well, what was it that you did differently? This will crack you up. He goes, well, it wasn't in the MLS before. I did what I normally do for all of my listings. I did my signs, my coming soon, an open house, put it in the MLS, and I sold it. Okay. Now, here's another important morsel to this story. Check, Julie, he check is your now chat. Going, he's now going to take that uh, and take that to prospect other builders. So he's going to take that victory, was out there, already built, sitting vacant for two years, a beautiful parade home. I listed it and sold it in less than 48 hours. I can do that for you, too. So it's not just going after expireds. It's what you do with the rest of the story. Back to you. Yeah. So, guys, look, 
for those of you who we're going to talk briefly about the book, so bear with me. So those of you who helped to make the uh, Harris Rules book um, in really record time, number one international bestseller, and it really has exceeded all of our expectations. It's now selling at a level that it may even surpass uh, Gary Keller's book, The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. So it's really, I mean, honestly, the thing has become something that we never really, we hoped but didn't expect for it to happen. So as a way of thanking you and a, a way of frankly keeping you guys motivated in fourth quarter, for those of you who purchased the book and ideally have left us a, a five-star review on Amazon, we are doing a mastermind. So the first call was last Friday. Those of you guys who, you know, there's, I think, 400 or so that attended live. But look, guys, this mastermind really seems to be motivating a lot of you guys to kick some serious ass in fourth quarter, and that's good. And so I want to remind all of you who are in the mastermind, by the way, the mastermind is absolutely 100% free. It's provided by Julie and I personally. We do it every Friday at the same time. I think it's 10 a.m. Uh, Central Time. And, uh, yeah, and so the feedback we're getting is great. So this is a special message for all of you guys who are in the mastermind. Don't forget your TFW 10 Listing 10 Pound Challenge. So all of you stay focused on that. And all of you who have accepted the TFW 10 Listing 10 Pound Challenge for the next 90 days, you are supposed to be posting every single day on the private Facebook page. Now, if you purchase the book – and you're not a member of Premier Coaching, you cannot get on the private Facebook page. Just That's just for Premier Coaching members. And we obviously had thousands of you who actually did purchase the book who are not Premier Coaching members, so I'm sorry that's one um, aspect of the mastermind you won't be able to participate in unless you choose to become a member of the Premier Coaching program. So, look, guys, here's the bottom line. We are about to tip into fourth quarter of 2017, and I do not want you to give up. You have to declare TFW, which means total effing war, on your goals, on your tendency to be lazy. Look, we're Julie and I are from Ohio, and trust me when I tell you, this time of year, there's almost a physiological desire to basically, when we live there, we don't live there anymore. Hibernate. But if this, to hibernate, and I get it. And that's basically is something deeply rooted in the minds of folks who uh, know that they're looking down the barrel at winter to basically, you know, haul up and do nothing. And, and that's just an absolutely huge mistake, but you've got to look at it for what it is. It's just tribe behavior. You're just doing whatever what else does. If you really want to break free of the apathy and the sort of low-level results you've been getting in your – not just business, but probably life, you've got to start doing the exact opposite of what you've been doing. And that means you have to work in fourth quarter. And by work, I mean you work your ass off. There's going to be, you know, October 1st, there's 90 days left this year. You guys should take a calendar, and you should look literally, and, and I'm not talking a digital calendar. I'm not talking about something on your iPad or your phone or your whatever. I mean old school calendar. Print one off. You can find them online for free. And then I want you to put a big red X on the days you're going to be not working, and I put, want you to put a big green dollar sign on the days that you are going to be working. And you have to work on the days that you're going to be working. The days you're going to be working, you have to commit to at least uh, three minimum standards. You have to at least be doing, you know, ideally three to five things in your business every single day. They're going to be focused on making you money. We're not going to talk about minimum standards if you just go to timandjulieharris.com um, or you go to iTunes or Stitcher. But if you go to timandjulieharris.com and just go to the uh, search bar, you can put in minimum standards and you'll find podcasts where we've given you guys what your minimum standard should be. But really, the bottom line is, is that's the way you can keep yourself focused for a fourth quarter and don't back off. So, Julie, I know there's a lot of ground to cover on this topic, the introvert's mm -hmm. guide to being a real estate rock star. So I'm going to give the show over to you and I'm going to take notes as you present. All right, cool. So here's the myth. The myth is this. 
You have to be a real people person to be successful in real estate. You've got to be gregarious, outgoing, and socially comfortable to be great at this. But here's the fact. Some of the highest level top producers in the country are self-proclaimed introverts. If you're not sure if you're naturally an introvert or an extrovert, ask yourself what you would do if you had no appointments this weekend with no worries in the world and plenty of time to spend doing something of your choice. Would you choose to spend that time with your friends and family? Would you choose it to spend time by yourself? What would your plans be? Would they include other people? If so, you're probably an extrovert. Would your plans include just yourself? In that case, you are probably an introvert. Introverts need solitude to recharge their energy. But would it surprise you to know that all of these famous and successful people are self-proclaimed introverts? Emma Watson, Eleanor Roosevelt, Bill Gates, Christina Aguilera, who would ever think she was an introvert, Warren Buffett, Michael Jordan, Albert Einstein, Gwyneth Paltrow, Harrison Ford, and even David Letterman. All of these people were or are introverts. In fact, introverts can be very powerful speakers, salespeople, entertainers, entrepreneurs, and great leaders. So how do they do it? Well, there's a writer that I like named Susan Cain, C-A-I-N, and she wrote a book called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. It was chosen as one of the top uh, TED Talks ever. According to her, no one is 100% introvert or extrovert, but, and many people are a mix, but probably tend strongly towards one or the other. But here's the thing. Society has long rewarded the more outgoing, attention-grabbing types of personalities and ostracized the introverted. Kane says that it's okay and even beneficial to just be yourself if you're an introvert. Don't try to force yourself into becoming the quintessential driver personality, back to the DISC thing, right, if that personality type isn't you. It doesn't mean that you won't be successful. So now that you're ready to embrace your introverted temperament, You'll see how you can navigate more easily in the fast-paced, often aggressive world of real estate. So I wrote 15 points to help these guys with this, Tim. Even if you're, you know, kind of pretty well balanced but tend towards the introverted side, these points should help you. And maybe not all of them apply to you, but when something resonates with you, make sure you take action and do something about it. So point number one. Have confidence in the person you are. The more comfortable you are in your own skin, the less you will allow criticism to affect you. And that includes self-criticism. I always tell my introverted clients, be yourself, but be yourself talking about real estate. There's this myth that unless you're a driver, and it's so funny when we do live events and we ask people to raise your hand if you think you're a driver, and it's like 80% of the room, when we know that statistically it's only like 8% of the uh, population, and that's all speculative to begin with because it's such a non-science. So have confidence in the person you are. Point number two, use scripts that don't sound like scripts. Know your material cold. Knowledge equals confidence and ignorance equals fear. Introverts tend to also be perfectionists, thus they're less likely to speak up if they don't feel what they're saying is correct, right, or accurate. So polish your speaking and practice it let go of your perfectionism. There are no perfect conversations in real estate or in life. So here's the secret to working on this. The Ford, F-O-R-D, memory jogger is your best friend. It stands for family, occupation, recreation, dreams. And those conversation starters are great icebreakers. It puts the focus on the person you're talking to and away from yourself. So consider joining something like Toastmasters that specializes in empowering people to become effective communicators. And it's basically, really, it's forced speaking skills. But I've seen people really thrive with that, not to mention it's a great network. So anything hey, you want to add to that, Tim? Something. 
Yeah, Only a ahead. slight thing. So you said, mm -hmm. um, this is a really important point. So I'm going to call this uh, a co private coaching call with Ryan in Indianapolis today. And Ryan's an introvert by nature, right? As are, by the way, Julie and I. We're introverts by nature. When we are not working, Julie and I like to spend time with each other and with our little extroverted daughter, which is kind of hilarious. But we don't <laughs> right. go out partying. We don't like, I mean, we're not seeking um, to have our cups filled by being with a bunch of people. We leave it all on the field during the week, and on the weekends we like to, you know, be our introverted dorky selves, okay? So, and there you go, <laughs> you know? But Ryan, so he is an introvert, and he is, his challenge has always been to get out of his own way and to right, get to know new people. He has a motorcycle. He joined a local motorcycle club, and he's from that one motorcycle club that he found on meetup.com. He has been able to – I think he already said he generated – he went to one motorcycle meeting, and for the first motorcycle meeting, he already generated one listing lead. Uh, a lot of you guys are getting business from your church groups. A lot of you guys will get uh, business from volunteering uh, around things that you have passion for. For example, humane society type things. It's something else that Julie and I have done in the past. So you guys need to be thinking in terms of doing what you already like to do. Uh, and basically, if you can circulate amongst people who also share the same interests and passion as you, you are naturally going to attract those folks to you, and it's very easy for you to have then comfortable conversations about real estate. Julie, as we talk about a lot, it, it is a classical musician. She's played in orchestra. She's been recorded. She's been on a Disney. Were you on a Disney sound thing or something or another? Mm -hmm. I mean, didn't you do a, that too? A yeah. short, yeah, a uh, soundtrack. Yes. Yeah, okay, so all that, and she plays flute and piccolo, and she used to play piano, and so look, she's an introvert, by nature, she's an introvert, but when she uh, went to band practice, orchestra practice, she would always come home with listening leads, because she would be around other people that were like her, equally uh, you know, introverted, and she would obviously gel with them, and she wouldn't overtly bring up real estate, but the conversation would happen after they got to know her. And, you know, she always made a point of showing up to those uh, practices looking really nice and, you know, saying, I just came from the office or I just came from a closing. And then that obviously spun into a conversation about real estate. And from that, her music center of influence became quickly one of our best sources of business. And Julie and I haven't actively sold real estate now for many, many years, but still we talk about real estate. I mean, we, we were at Orange Theory the other day, and some lady kind of cornered us, asked what we did and all that, and, you know, very nice lady. We ended up talking about real estate. We've had those situations on planes, we have, you know, where people just start talking with you, and then you, when you talk about real estate, you start basically making connections. And when we get those leads, by the way, guys, when we <laughs> accidentally generate listing leads and buyer leads, we always give those to you guys with no strings attached no referral fees. Um, yeah. So our accidental leads are is, pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, they are. I mean, we, you know, it is actually funny. You, you, if you guys will just go out of your front doors, introverts here, and you guys will just start meeting your neighbors and start doing the things you already want to do. You know, Julie had a coaching client. We tell this story all the time. Um, and, uh, you know, Dave is still a coaching client. And he came to us, and he uh, was basically only a buyer's agent. So uh, we asked, well, what is it, something – he won't prospect. You, you just – no matter what, he won't prospect. He's successful enough, makes enough money, sells real estate that's expensive enough that he just doesn't feel like he ever wants to develop the skills to prospect. Okay, fine. But will he, what will he do? He'll play the hell out of golf. <laughs> so Julie he, said, fine. You just have to, you have to play golf. If, if you're going to play golf, what days do you play golf? And he said, pretty much every day I can get 
get away with it. All right, so every time you play golf, you have to start playing golf with a different group of uh, men or women or who cares, right? So you're supposed to be playing golf with different people every single day, and your goal is to, when you go out and play golf with you know three to five people, you have to bring home at least one listing lead. He struggled with it at first because he thought he was pimping out his passion, but then he quickly realized that he was uh, actually leaving just gobs of deals on the table because of the fact that he wasn't letting those folks know that he was in the real estate business. He was playing golf and not even talking about what he did for a living. As soon as he started talking about what he did for a living, basically he started doing – I think his business like tripled. That's all we're asking you guys to do. We're not asking you to do something that makes you truly uncomfortable. We're not. We're just asking you to be yourself around people that are like you and have real estate be a topic of conversation, not the topic of conversation. We're not telling you to grab hold of them by the collar and shout, do you want to buy or sell a home? We're not saying that. Do you plan on moving? At all. That's right. When are you planning on moving? Or how about this one, Julie? I love this script. Um, you know, when you're supposed to call your centers of influence, there's another coach out there that <laughs> the line is, you're supposed to call them up and you're supposed to go, hello, this is Tim Harris. This is a business call. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, that's friendly. That's real friendly. <laughs> yeah. Hi, hi, Mom. Nice to meet you. This is a business call. <laughs> but, no, whatever. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Moving on. <laughs> we All digress. Right. Okay. But, yes, uh, to your point about Dave, though, do things that you love doing anyway. Just don't be a secret agent while you're doing them. That's what it gets down to. So point number three, recharge your mental, emotional, and spiritual batteries every day. What makes you tick? Introverts are rejuvenated by quiet, dedicated time to themselves. This can be a walk, meditating, biking, just reading for 20 minutes. So refill the cup so you don't get drained by having to be out there a little bit more than you are naturally comfortable with. Point number four, act as if you're an extrovert without losing yourself. Who do you know that has positive and outgoing traits and is well-respected? Begin to blend your natural tendencies with a few other traits that will increase your versatility. This isn't to say that you should be fake. In fact, you might find out that you actually have some latent outgoing traits already within you. Research conducted by John Zielinski, who's a Ph.D. and associate professor at Carleton University, found that introverts who act like extroverts, for example, by being more sociable, talkative, energetic, and enthusiastic than they are naturally, see their happiness increase. Isn't that a funny byproduct? This is likely due to the positive feedback they receive from their peers, but it may also be because they know they're becoming more comfortable in the company of other outgoing types. So here's a secret. The wealthiest real estate professionals, in fact, the wealthiest salespeople in general, are not introverted or extroverted. They've become a versatile combination of both because they've studied and adapted over time. Keep people like Christina Aguilera and Johnny Depp in mind. Do they seem like introverts to you? Watch an interview with either of them and you'll understand versatility. Who's the, is it uh, Charlie Rose, I think, is the guy that does the interviews of the actors sometimes? Maybe I got the wrong guy. Yeah. Anyway. No, no, that's right. Yeah, and I will never forget seeing an interview with Johnny Depp, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean guy. And he seemed like the most shy, introverted, barely even made contact with the interviewer. Uncomfortable, fidgety, squirmy. And I'm like, is this the same guy? You know, so they have become versatile. And it's possible that their method of becoming versatile just played right into the acting career. Okay, so that's worked out for him on some level. When you're presenting in real estate, aren't you acting too? Maybe not to the extreme of playing a pirate, 
okay? I suppose it depends on who your client is. But you have to have that level of versatility. And if you question any of this, start looking at interviews with people who you thought were bigger than life because of how they come off and how they really are in real life and compare. So I'm going to do one more point so and I'm going to to Premier. I know. Yes. But, Julie, they can take – look, guys, go to agentdisc.com. It's a site we made so you can take the DISC test for free agentdisc.com agent d as in doug i as in what would be i joy indigo influencer yeah <laughs> influencer d as in driver c as communicator there you go i should have thought of that duh yep. okay agentdisc.com just go there and take the test and it'll give you the results and if you want to study more of it then go ahead and study it really in our opinion the best use of agent disc is to understand more about yourself but frankly it's just going to tell you what you already know but once you kind of realize what characteristics you prominently have in, uh, introverted or extroverted direct or indirect then what you should work on is you should think about how to actually become more versatile which is Julie's last point so that you can actually communicate um, at a higher level with other people and what a, a quick just question you can ask yourself is uh, are all of your friends and all of your clients and maybe even your children and maybe your spouse and maybe pretty much everyone you ever, you ever come in contact with a similar personality to you and if the answer is yes then you're really alienating a lot of the potential folks you could be helping and doing business with because you're not willing to be versatile um, I think it's true that every single personality style has a natural tendency to want to gravitate towards itself. In other words, a driver will want to be, well, I wouldn't say drivers want to be around drivers, but communicators or C's want to be around C's, uh, amiable types want to be around amiable types, influencers want to be about influencers, drivers don't want to be around anybody. You know, So the reality of it is, is if you find yourself stuck in this golden cage where you're only working with people that are like yourself, you really are living a very limited life, and that's just plain sad. And if you know that now, because we've just made you aware of it, we've just given you some breadcrumbs to follow, I strongly encourage you to challenge yourself. Make this one of your 90-day resolutions to really overcome or at least understand how you can start adapting yourself to be more versatile so you can be of service to more folks. Guys, there's, you know, a lot of us fall into these traps of not realizing that we've fallen into a trap. So if you find yourself, as we presented this information so far and more on this tomorrow, uh, if you find yourself saying, you know what, this kind of makes sense. I am kind of an introvert, and all my friends and everyone around me is an introvert, and I really don't have uh, very – I'm not very effective at working with other types of uh, you know, people. Maybe even like if you're an amiable type. You know, you like to talk with folks. You like to get to know people. You know, your your ideal weekend is hanging out with your friends and your family. You're more on the extroverted side of things. Uh, but then you run afoul with people who are drivers, who don't like hanging out with other people, who don't like having long conversations, who don't like, you know, all the things that you naturally gravitate towards. And you run across these people, and you probably just think they're jerks. Well, the truth is, is if you're selling and if your you know, goal in, in life is to become the best version of a salesperson that you can be, which it should be, and your goal is to help people, which is what your goal should be, and then the money, you know, frankly, when you become the best at what you're supposed to be doing and your focus is on helping people, the money really will find you. When you're, when you're in that mode, and you, but you, and yet you find yourself unable or unwilling to work with people that are, you know, say, for example, if you're amiable, if you're a driver, and you cannot, or you're not versatile enough to work with the drivers, that's your problem. You need to get over that. And drivers, the same thing. 
You know, you need to be looking at the fact that you are not able to be versatile enough to have the amiables work with you. So there's, you know, I don't want to talk about DISC. We've talked about that so many times on this show. If you guys want to deep dive into that, just go to agentdisc.com. Um, or, again, just go to timandjulieharris.com and hit the search bar and put D-I-S-C-N. I bet over the last three years, I mean, we've done thousands of podcasts. I bet you we've done at least, I don't know, 15 shows on D-I-S-C. Um, as more research came out about it, we we're always kind of staying on top of it. Um, you know, a lot of the folks in real estate have made uh, DISC almost like a religion, kind of like teams are a religion. Oh, my God, how can you possibly not, you know, be 100% behind teams? You're some kind of heretic. Well, it's just as bad with DISC when people stop losing their objectivity to see uh, sort of the fact that a lot of that stuff is just pseudoscience made up bullshit. So um, anyway, there you go, guys. We're going to pick up where we left off tomorrow. Or left off today, tomorrow, and if you need us for anything, feel free to email either one of us. It's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Stay drilled down, guys. Please do not let the rest of this year get away from you. I seriously want you to do the calendar thing. Put a dollar sign on the days you're going to be working and put a big red X on the days you're not. Start in October. Only take one day off in October, and that's Halloween. Do not take a week off. Losers take a week off. And around in Thanksgiving, maybe three days right? Do not take two weeks off, which again is what losers do. And Christmas, frankly, you guys, maybe you're always, you're already going to have a week off Christmas week into the new year. You're already going to have a forced two-week vacation. Do not take any more time off in December than that. That's the level of commitment that you guys must have if you're truly serious about accomplishing your goals. Uh, So, we will talk with all of you who are in the mastermind who have purchased the book and given us a five-star review. We'll talk with you tomorrow uh, morning at 10 a.m. Central for the second mastermind call. It's not too late for you guys to get into the mastermind, but you've got to go purchase the book on Amazon. Just put in Harris Rules, and please leave us a five-star review. Um, Julie and I have been uh, starting every day reading your guys' reviews, and we certainly appreciate the fact that so many of you seem to really get it. You get us. You're kind of quiet, part of this quiet revolution that we started to bring sanity back to real estate. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.